0: This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 103. My name is Pat Flynn, and I'm here to say, we're dropping knowledge bombs in your brain today. Huh. I'll take it.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, the Manny Pacquiao of online business.
0: Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and, and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting and they're making it even easier this is a podcast host and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories apple podcast spotify google podcast etc i use it myself they've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show which is really key right just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to and buzzsprout is some of the best They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome to session 103 of the Smart Passive Income podcast. I'm actually half Filipino, for those of you who don't know, and I actually just got back from the Philippines I was at an event called Tropical Think Tank by Chris Ducker. It was an amazing event and went very well. And so that Manny Pacquiao reference sort of makes sense in that regard, but you know he's much stronger, faster, and quicker than I am and would probably take me out in the first round uh, probably with one punch. But anyway, on to today's content, I'm really, really excited and proud um, to bring back our good friend Chris Ducker from chrisducker.com on today's episode for a number of reasons. One, um, I'm just, you know, today's a special day for him and I wanted to bring him on the show because we're great friends and I wanted to uh, announce here on the podcast for those of you who don't know that his new book, Virtual Freedom, an actual, you know, it's, it's on Kindle, but it's also a physical book. It's in my hands right now. It's called Virtual Freedom, how to work with virtual staff to buy more time, become more productive and build your dream business so of course i'm giving him a shout out here to hopefully help him sell more books and 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 beyond that though you know i wanted to bring him on here to talk about uh his experience with hiring virtual staff and working with virtual staff and also share my experience working with virtual staff and the things we can share even if you don't End up buying the book. Um, this is going to be very, very helpful for you. I share a lot of stories from my past, um, success stories and not so successful stories. Working with virtual staff and the things I learned from that um, about how Chris got started in this business and um, really why he's doing what he's doing and why he published this book. Because in the life of any entrepreneur, he or she will eventually get to a point where you know there's going to be a fork in the road where a person can make a decision to continue to do things on their own. Or to hire out other people. And for many entrepreneurs, including myself for a while and Chris too, and he talks about this in this episode, you know, we all have this, what he calls superhero syndrome, where we try to do everything ourselves. And if you choose to do everything yourself, especially when you get to that tipping point where you're growing so fast and you will, you're going to burn out. Chris talks about his burnout experience. I've almost burned out a few times. Or you can choose to hire other people and expand that way. If you choose to do nothing, and you you, you either stay stagnant as a business, which we don't want to do. Of course, we always want to grow. But in order to grow without burning out, you're gonna have to hire other people. And that's the point at which I am in my business right now. I've hired some team members, and I'm gonna talk about them a little bit in this episode and in the future as well because I've been working a lot with them. It's, it's what's enabled me to create uh, askpat.com, for example my other podcast, which uh, answers voicemail questions five days a week, I wouldn't be able to do that on my own. I just couldn't. But as you can see, and if you've listened to 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 that show, I'm able to provide more value to my audience by utilizing assistance. And not only that, but as a result of providing that extra value, I'm deepening the relationship I have with my audience. I'm also decreasing the number of emails I have to respond to and i'm actually making money from that podcast as well i have sponsors coming on board for that podcast too and so you know again i wouldn't be able to make more money if i didn't spend money using virtual assistants and and hiring out and this is something we talk about and a lot of the things you have to worry about and strategies to help you better the experience that you have with the people that you hire in the future. So again, congratulations to Chris. I'm just so proud of you, buddy. I was there in the beginning, as you know, working with you through this book. Just all, this, all the Skype calls and everything. I'm just so proud to be a part of this. And you know, I'm ve- I mentioned in the book, and, and 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 I'm in the gratitude section, so I'm very thankful for that. I recommend you pick it up. My affiliate link for Chris's book is smartpassiveincome.com/v. F, that's vf for virtual freedom now let's get right into the interview and let's welcome chris to the SBA podcast for the third time what is up chris how are you
1: buddy i'm good brother good to be back and i gotta say something real quick right now john lee dumas i know he listens to this call and back in episode 97 right at the end he mentioned that he wanted to be your first ever 3 peak guest do you recall that
0: i do i do
1: right well john i got you beat <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little bit of personal competition going on there between me and the Doomus. So I had to get it out.
0: Uh, well, are you ready to ignite? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, John. Yes. We love I'll you, ignite. John. Yeah, you're, we, you're do, great. we do. I mean, we, we were actually just talking right before this episode about how um, great that interview was and how much value um, John provided on that episode. So that's SPI. Podcast number ninety-seven. Uh, for those of you listening, and and you know it doesn't really matter how many times you've been on. I mean, you and John and a lot of other people here. I mean, you guys provide tremendous value, and I want to to bring you back on today for a number of reasons. One and first and foremost, you are coming out with a book, and I couldn't be more proud of you, Chris. Because I, you know, I've, I was there when you had this idea, and then while you were struggling with the writing, and uh, now all of this stuff happening so fast. Now, now that's going to be launched today. It is launching today. Uh, I'm just so proud of you, dude. So just before we start talking about anything else, just congratulations. I'm so happy for you.
1: No, thanks. I appreciate it. And I, I, you know, obviously, I give you a mention uh, in the gratitude section of the book because you're right. We, you know, we are each other's sounding boards. Everybody knows that we're close friends and all the rest of it as well. But uh, there are certainly you know, moments in the writing process um, where I needed more than just a shoulder to cry on. And uh, you you were, you know, you were there to, uh, you know, to help me out and give me suggestions and that sort of of stuff. So thank you, Mr. Flynn.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. And, you know, when we talked in the previous episode that we were in together, which was 74, um, which actually you were in my office and we were recording that together we were talking about the importance of these kinds of relationships I mean I talk about mastermind groups all the time uh, Jamie tardy and I talked about the importance of mastermind groups in episode 98 however you know what Chris and I have is sort of almost beyond that you know we talk on Skype very very regularly and we we could we just tell each other like it is all the time and and you know right. we do that in our mastermind groups but there's just some connection we have here like the the part of that title of number 74 was you know bfs like <laughs> right yeah, and, and we are i mean we go and, and we support each other you know chris i bought 50 copies of your book because i want i want to see you succeed and i'm going to be giving them away to people on my email list so if you're not on my email list um you know that's a perfect way to get people on my email list. <laughs> get by the way i just <laughs> yourself on the list <laughs> i didn't i didn't even <laughs> Like make that a real strategy. I just right. said you that. you should just
1: buy more books. Just buy more books. That's there. there you go. There's a new opt-in strategy <laughs> direct from the mouth.
0: Buy from Chris the Ducker's mouth, book. The
1: mouth of Pat Flynn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm going to be giving away. Uh, you know. F- several copies to people who are on my list and um so love it, you know, love look it. at look out for an email but again i'm just here to support you man and 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 you know i don't want to talk just about the book here and you know if we keep talking about it people are gonna get sick of it but i i i want to talk about what you talk about in the book because we hadn't we haven't really talked about outsourcing and and getting hired help in, in quite a while here on the show and i want to bring that back and even bring more to the table than we've talked about in the past um and so let's start with And a problem that I had when I first started, which is a problem that all entrepreneurs have, this thing called superhero syndrome. Can you tell us about what that is really really quick?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I, I believe that ultimately every entrepreneur will get to a crossroads in their entrepreneurial journey where they will have to make a choice. It's as simple as that. You will have to either choose to break down and burn out which I know you've experienced in certain ways, and mm-hmm. I certainly have as well before, or go to the other direction and build your team. And this superhero syndrome that I talk about in the book basically states very clearly that if there's a way to save some money and do a task yourself, you'll do it. If there is a way to uh, you know, work an extra five hours to micromanage the hell out of a website project, um, you'll do that. You know, if the word recharge only applies to your iPhone, <laughs> that is when you know you're suffering from superhero syndrome. And it is basically exactly where I was at the end of 2009. I was, you know, at that point, I had about 130 employees um, at my call center company, live to sell And I was working 15, 16 hour days, seven days a week, pretty much seven days a week, not spending any time with my family um the diet was terrible the you know exercise what was that you know what i mean and it i burned out plain simple and i hit that crossroads that was when i hit that crossroads that superhero syndrome crossroads and um i made the choice there and then that i needed to start removing myself from my business as much as possible and delegation was definitely going to play a massive massive role in that entire goal. And so I set that goal up. 2010 was the year that I removed myself. I became what I wanted to be known as a virtual CEO. And um, by the end of the year, I had achieved that goal and uh, had, I think I ended up hiring, I think, eight people to replace me in the product. That's how thin I was spreading myself.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting because you were running a call center and you're providing services for people who our understanding of the idea of having other people do the work for them, and here you are right. putting, you know, twelve to twenty-hour days in, um, and and burning yourself out. And you know, I felt the same way, even especially when I first started. And you know, I didn't have kids at that time, and I wasn't even married yet. But I was pretty much married to the idea of hustle and doing hard work and as much of it as I could. And I remember getting challenged along the way. Technically and and mentally um, and, and especially technically, like I felt like I had to go and figure that stuff out. On my own. I, I didn't ask for help right away. It took me a really long time. And I'm even still learning um, how to do that even better today, now six years later. But when I first started, I remember, and I tell the story a lot, like I remember setting up my WordPress site and and that taking days to just get to a point where okay, I could finally start writing. And then I remember putting an image on my page and it was on the right hand side of the page. And I spent like seven hours trying <laughs> to figure out how to put it to the left hand <laughs> side of the page. Like I um... I was like, okay. I can do this. I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to learn HTML and CSS. And I did. And, you know, I figured it out eventually. And the code was probably the worst code to ever make that happen. It just ruined my site. And, you know, eventually I ended up uh, asking a friend for a favor to help clean all that up. But, I mean, that's just one of several instances of something just like that.
1: Right. And that's superhero syndrome right there. That's exactly what that is, doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, I, I had the same thing when I started my first blog. I bought a out-of-the-box premium theme for like 70 bucks or something and then proceeded to waste literally three to four days trying to customize it through changing tiny little bits of code and copying and pasting it. What, what am I doing? Pay somebody $70 or something. No, $150 I paid somebody in the end to fix it on Odesk. And they took them like three hours to fix all the mess that I'd created and get it looking the way I wanted it to look. So, you know, massive uh, massive lessons to be learned. But yeah, you know, we're weirdos. You know, entrepreneurs, we're a strange bunch. And we like to think that there's uh, nothing out there that we can't do. And, and you know, the moment you sit down and you start working through exercises and seeing what you're doing on a day-to-day basis inside your business, you'll realize sooner or later that you are not running your business. Your business is running you. And that is a massive, massive brain drain right there. And it's just something that as an entrepreneur, you shouldn't be, you know, handling on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, well, how do you get over the idea of having other people do the work for you? You know, if you have Superman syndrome, it's, it's really hard to just turn that off. And I'm still yeah. learning how to turn it off to the, today. Um, but, you know, especially in the beginning, I just wanted to do everything on my own. And I, I think, I mean, there, there's probably a number of different reasons why people don't think of doing that. I mean, one, it's just the idea of spending money on something like that is is different for people. You know, why would I hire somebody else to do it when I could do it myself eventually? Or for me, another, uh, one of the things was just I need to do it myself. I'm, I'm This is my baby, my sight. Like, I don't want anybody right. else to touch it
1: right and like, and who better who better to you know to build your baby to grow your baby other than the person that gave birth to it right so i completely understand that and that's the entrepreneurial logical mindset is that you know we we should do it all and society has led us to believe this is the screwed up thing society has led us to believe that working those 15 hour days 6 7 days a week not spending any time with our family but having a big bank balance at the end of every quarter is quote unquote success I don't call that success at all. I just call that being stressed out, unfit, unhappy, and just unfulfilled. So you know, the moment you you get to that point in overwhelm, and you start breaking down the things that you're doing day to day, you can then start to really see what you're doing and what you should and should not be doing as the business owner. And this is exactly what I did at the end of two thousand nine when me and Urs, uh, my wife, for those listening in, when me and Urs um, checked into a hotel here in Cebu for a few days between Christmas and New Year, and um, we we worked out what we were going to do in 2010 to remove myself from the businesses. And I, and I sat down and I just made three lists. Now, I didn't know at the time that these three lists was going to become ultimately the starting point of my entire outsourcing slash delegation journey, which sounds a little ironic comp- because of the fact that I had 100-plus people working for me already. But just imagine, I was on, I, I was involved in every single area of my business, everything, recruitment, training, operations, IT, marketing, sales. I was doing everything. And so once I made those three lists, which have now become the three lists of freedom exercise that I've done with so many people, tens of thousands of people online, live, you name it. Once I made those lists, it was so obvious that I was doing so many different things that I shouldn't have been doing as a business owner, and it just opened up my eyes.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that list because I remember when we did our one-day business breakthrough in San Diego, you had done this exercise and it, it was one of the things that most people, you know, commented about after the day The day was over. Um, mm-hmm. So can you run us through that exercise? Can Can you actually give us or give the listeners a, you know, just tell us how to do it so we can benefit from it?
1: Yeah, sure, okay. So what you do is, um, you, you know, you just sit down in a, in a nice quiet place with your beverage of choice, there can be a cup of tea, a coffee, a beer, a wine, The whatever. beverage is important. The beverage is an important. It's an integral part of the entire process. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just get yourself relaxed and in a zone where you're going to do some serious thinking. Um, and then you get a piece of paper or an iPad or whatever, draw a couple of lines down, creating three different columns, okay? And the first column, the list that you're going to create is a list of all the things that you don't like doing. You hate doing them. You procrastinate doing these types of tasks. That's the first list. The second list is a list of all the things that, you do, that you're doing day to day that you can't do. You talked about moving images from one side of the screen to another on a website, HTML, coding, graphic design, selling, all these different things that you struggle with. And you know, even though your superhero syndrome is in effect and pulling you back, The fact of the matter is you know that you can't do this the way you want it done. And that's your second list. And then lastly, the final list, the third list, is by far the single most important one because this is the one where you really have to think. This is why you need the beverage, (laughs) okay? (laughs) This is where you really need to plug in and get rid of that superhero syndrome and start thinking properly like a business owner. And this is a list of all the things that you feel that as that business owner, as the head honcho, in Incorporation you that you should not be doing on a day-to-day basis. And the reason why that particular list is so hard to put together is because you might like doing some of these tasks. You might actually be really good at doing some of these tasks. And I look at somebody like you, who, uh, and I'm talking to you, Pat, not the Gazillion people listening in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I look at someone like you, Pat, who is great with Photoshop, who is a good little graphic designer when he needs to be and wants to be, and actually genuinely enjoys doing it. But the question is for that type of task and for any type of task that is in this column is should you actually be doing it as the business owner? Could your time be spent on more high level tasks like? coming up with new products or services or spending more time with your 20% top clients or Mm -hmm. at a conference, networking, or could you just have more extra time to spend with your family? You know what I mean? So those become your three lists to freedom. I did them not even thinking about having that little title for them in late 2009. And it was the catalyst for me to fundamentally remove myself from my business by the end of that 2010. Um, To the point now where I'm not working seven days a week anymore, 16-hour days. I'm working eight or nine hours a day, Monday to Thursday. I have a three-day weekend now, and I'm really proud about that.
0: That's cool. So let's let's recap those columns again. The first column, and you could even like pause after you listen to this so that you can... Think about these things. The first, I
1: suggest they do. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the first column, Chris, you mentioned writing down, or if you're listening to this in the car or at the gym or something, these are all the things that you don't like to do in your business. You know, perhaps you do them and you hate it. You know, when you're doing these things, you just despise the idea of doing these specific tasks. Now, how, how specific and detailed should we be, Chris?
1: As as much as you want to be. As much as you want to be. I mean, you know, there might be people that just don't like spending time on Facebook, but appreciate the fact that they have to be on Facebook because their audience is there or their prospective audience is there. So instead of wasting time in putting together posts and then getting on the Facebook and you know posting those status messages get a VA to do that for you and then you can head back later in the day and spend 5 minutes interacting with your fans on Facebook you don't need to be in there with the nuts and bolts you know that's just one particular task mm-hmm. um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook you know I, I I utilize Facebook I respect it for what it is and what it can bring for my business but I'm not the, uh, the biggest fan of it but I'm there because my audience is there and I want to be with my audience and and you know take the conversation away from the blog and the podcast every now and then and Facebook is perfect because there's so many people there
0: right I mean you you, you, you a have to know where your audience is and be where they are and you have to be you can't sure expect them to always come to you, you have to go to them sometimes. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. that's a very cool side point there. Okay, now second column are things that you can't do. Things that you might know that need to be done in your business or you always feel like you're asking for help on perhaps that you cannot do yourself or you really struggle with doing these things. Again, just you know you can't do it that's right. what that, that's what you write down there graphic you know
1: for me graphic design is a big one I try trust me I try um, but uh, eventually I just gave up and I just I I, I can't do it I, I'm just not good with Photoshop um, I know what I want things to look like you know my father was an architect my mom was an interior designer so've I've been born and raised around stuff that looks very cool and nice and particular and everything um, and I'm a very particular person person to work with i i've even had graphic designers say to me they can't work with me anymore because i'm i'm just too <laughs> particular you know like move that five pixels to the left you know that sort yeah, of thing right i can see that so, I can see that. yeah yeah so i mean um i'm just kidding yeah of course you are
0: no but really uh, I, I can't see that <laughs>
1: you, you can because you know me <laughs> i mean it's it, it just it's the way i am but, but i can't do it i can't do graphic design i just can't do it just like i can't code as well um i i just I don't see the point in me even trying anymore because there's people out there that have got far more talent in relation to those particular tasks and roles. And my, you know, my, my skill set is helping my audience and working with my clients and, and that sort of thing. And that's what I should be doing.
0: Right, so I mean, there's a few things here. It's a, like, you know, understanding how much your time is worth and where that time should be spent. Uh, B is understanding, well, what are your strengths? And, and really focusing on those instead of trying to go against what you or you and your body and your mind are sort of meant to do. right? And again, going back to Superman syndrome, you think you could do everything, but what are you good at? Do more of that. Outsource everything else. Um, okay, so pause. And then number three, column number three, this is the hard one. As a business owner, someone who is treating their blog or their website or whatever they have going on online as a business These are the things that you should not be doing, that you perhaps even like to do and can do very well. Um, And that's a tough one. That's a tough one.
1: Really tough, but it's the most important one because once you start getting rid of those particular types of tasks off your plate, that's when the real freedom comes. That's when the business growth comes and your business stops running you and you then start again to run your business. And I, uh, I've often, you know, somebody, I was on another interview of, a few nights ago and somebody asked me this question, why did you write this book? And I wrote this uh, and my reply was something along the, along the lines of, I wrote this book because I want to bring calm to the entrepreneurial storm. Nice. And it's so true. This can do it. We, we, we shouldn't be doing everything ourselves as business owners. There are other people out there that can do this stuff for you. And that's when the freedom comes into play. And that's when you really start to enjoy what you do because you're focusing in on what you do better than anyone else. And right. that's the key.
0: Or where you are absolutely needed. For instance, one-on-one right. yeah. on one interactions, yeah. which you could perhaps charge a lot more for. Um, and then also understanding that these VAs, you know, they're probably going to do a lot of these things much quicker and much better than you could yourself. Now, absolutely. Okay, so I have this list. Or the listeners have this list ready. Boom, we find one VA, hand it to them, do all this stuff for me. Is that good or bad? <laughs>
1: it's about as bad as it can get. <laughs> You're setting up that answer, aren't you? Yeah, I am.
0: Because
1: <laughs> you, you know, you know how I feel about this. Um, you know, this is the the effects of the of the super VA myth that you know so-called. Uh, Quote, unquote, experts or gurus, I hate that word, gurus have um, you know, online said that, you know, that they're experts in outsourcing and whatnot. You can get one person to do everything for you. The, you know, the, it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if you think about it very logically, and I know you've gone through this recently, Pat, with your house, right? When you build a house, you don't hire a head contractor and then he does everything. What he does is he then goes and subcontracts the electrical work, the plumbing the bricklaying, the plastering, the roofing, to people that specialize in those particular roles. You have to look at building your team in exactly the same manner. If you expect one person to be able to come on and save the day, you're you're in
0: la-la land. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Or if uh, someone says they could do that, they're obviously not going to be experts at all of those different things. No, no. I mean,
1: there is no such thing as a jack-of-all-trades, right? There really isn't. Um, so, the, you know, the number one rule when hiring to build your team is to hire for the role and not for the task, unless you're actually hiring just for a task, right? So if you want a logo design, you can go to 99designs or Odesk or Elon, some a graphic designer to do it. If you need, a, you know, a 15-minute video Transcribed, and then have that text turned into an ebook to give away as an opt-in magnet on your blog. You can do that; that's a one-off task. Yeah. But when you talk about real freedom, you talk about building a team, and if you need to do that, you need to focus on doing it role by role, very specifically.
0: Okay, yeah, I the one-off projects, um, you know, I think is also. A great place to start because that's where I started and, and that sort of, you know, as, 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 as a superhero syndrome diagnosed entrepreneur, uh, you know, starting with the one off projects was a great way to sort of ease my way into it. So, you know, I wouldn't expect anyone to sit down and create this list and all of a sudden hire two, five, perhaps even 10 people. Right to, to 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 just do all this stuff. I mean, it, it's you're gonna have to ease into it, and of course, there's a learning curve as far as how to how to how do you uh, communicate and talk to the the VAs and how to work best with them and and things like that, which we talked about in episode twenty back in the day. So if you want to listen to that, smartpassiveincome.com/slash session twenty. I believe. and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. We talk about the hiring process and how to make the best of that relationship with your VA and how to how to treat them and how to communicate and how to keep track and all that stuff. So all the nuts and yeah. bolts there, um, you know. Which far- you
1: know, it, even though it was recorded what a couple of years ago, right? It it that is still so. I mean, it's evergreen content because you know, being nice to somebody, paying somebody on time you know training them properly uh not expecting not assuming that they're going to work perfectly out of the box all that stuff is evergreen so regardless of uh of whether you heard that episode before or not you can go back to that and and devour that content right now and enjoy it and you know it'd be quite funny to just go back and listen to that uh myself
0: actually <laughs> yeah we should listen to it i mean that, yeah I, it'll i'd be, be fun. interested in listening be... to that too when we were just uh starting out as friends yeah. um so there's probably a lot less jokes in that one, too. A
1: lot less goofiness, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, anyway, going back to, to I think I said Superman syndrome. I meant superhero syndrome. But going back to superhero syndrome, if you have that and you want to explore the idea of outsourcing, I believe starting with the one-off project is a great way to do it. And I remember my very first experience, um, and actually this was back in 2008, when I had launched my ebook at GreenExamAcademy.com started to make good money off of that and then I got advice from people in my mastermind group to do an audiobook to actually record the content of that book, turn it into sort of MP3 files that I could then sell on its own and alongside the Kearney book I had. And I thought that was a great idea. It made complete sense. And so what I did was the first you know week, uh, I recorded it myself. and I spent however many hours recording it and I, I, it was like the, the worst audio. I've ever heard like I recorded it on my Logitech headset that was meant for like video games and it was just like super hollow sounding and for some reason even though I was reading I was saying um and like and it was just terrible like I couldn't sell that and I went back to my mastermind group and and I was like guys like how how am I supposed to do this audiobook I, I tried recording it I don't have the equipment I just I it's not working when I do it myself and they started laughing they were like you tried to do this on your own and I'm like what are you talking about he's like you should outsource and I I didn't even know what that meant at that time and they were like go to the site it's called elance.com put in a job it's sort of like uh, eBay where there's like an auction to for, for people to work for you so you share your job and different developers and people voice talents will come and say I will do this job for this amount of money and you get to pick the one that you like best based off of their portfolio and their feedback and you can even talk to them beforehand I was like that sounds so cool and so I put, I put the job on, and I remember getting bids for like, you know, I talked about how many hours or how many chapters there were and how many potential hours it might take based on how, how long I took to record it. And I started getting quotes ranging from, you know, $400 all the way up to 4000 Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That, and, that'll happen.
0: And I was just like, okay, now I'm confused. I don't know what to do or who to go with. And and I, I and and then I just started to talk to a lot of them. And I think this is one thing that I did really well at the beginning was I didn't I didn't just hire um, the lowest price, which you know I haven't you know uh, sort of side story. When I started my iPhone app business, we were so anxious that we did hire the lowest bidder, and we actually went through Elance, and that was a huge mistake. Um, but anyway. I hired somebody that I spoke to, and I, I, I ended up having her record one chapter as a sample just to sort of listen to it. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And, and it cost $1,400. And that was more money than I had ever spent in my life for anything, more than rent, anything. I, and I, it was hard for me to part with that money because I couldn't imagine spending that much on something that I felt like I could potentially do on my own event uh, at some point. Right, But I spent that money – and a couple of weeks later, I got this amazing audio back and then I sold that on my site. I had recouped the costs in two days after selling that.
1: You see, that's this is what I'm talking about. You see, this is about utilizing the talent that is literally at a click or two away. You see how I said literally there?
0: Yeah, if you listen to episode, <laughs> uh, what was it, that you're in, 74, we say that word at least 100 times. This, yeah,
1: different ways. Anyway, it's an inside <laughs> joke. Some of you will get that joke because I know a lot of you tweeted tweeted us about that. But no, I mean, literally, you, you have, there it is again, you have, um, you know, the ability to find amazingly talented, experienced, skillful people to do this work for you all around the world. And as an entrepreneur doing business in the 21st century, you're crazy. You, you are almost certifiably insane if you don't take up that particular uh, business model when it comes to growing your business
0: yeah I mean it's been huge for me and now I'm outsourcing a lot more. I'm even doing or i'm I'm hiring people to do things for me that I like to do and enjoy doing and even though it was hard for me to part with those things such as editing a lot of my podcast episodes, which you know ask pat you know that that new podcast I have it's uh you know the only thing I do is record answers to questions that's Love it. it
1: and that's what you're best at that's where you as The business owner, Pat, should be focusing on because people are sending in their questions to you based upon the fact that you are a thought leader, an extremely experienced, successful entrepreneur. That's what you should be doing. You should not be editing podcast episodes, right? It doesn't mean you can't or don't like doing it. The fact is, you should not be doing it. And that doesn't mean that, that that's a menial job that should be outsourced you know, to, to somebody for peanuts because you, I know you don't pay peanuts for it to be done. No. I know you pay very royally for it to be done because the quality needs to be there. And you get a real person that focuses on that. And that's their role. And that's what they do for you. And that's exactly what virtual freedom is all about.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's how I'm able to do a five-day-a-week show. I wouldn't be able to do it without help. It'd be impossible. Um, yeah. But here I am hiring help so I can provide more value. I'm having more people discover me, more exposure on iTunes. And as a, as a result, my business's revenue is growing. Love it. Um and, and I'm I'm making sure I treat my team really well. Like I'll send them gifts every once in a while. Like after Ask Pat was launched, I I, I gave a gift, you know, I just sent a gift to to everybody. Like I hooked up um Matt, you know, Matt Gartland, who's who's doing yeah. a lot of the uh, producer role type stuff for me i hooked him up with a whole brand new podcast setup you oh know? see this
1: that's what i'm talking about that sort of stuff that that that's you investing in your team and the relationships that you have with those individual team members i love that you had i, I had no idea that you did that, that yeah this is the first time you told me that that's awesome i love that
0: and mindy who's doing my podcast editing i sent her um you know how they have like these subscription boxes or gift baskets you can buy for people Mm -hmm. i mean she has she has cats and so i sent her stuff for her cats and and she loved that and then my developer who's um you know on the computer a lot i got him these really high quality headphones and um you know because i want them to stick around they're doing great work for me and i want to thank them for all the work and hard work they put in so yeah um just wanted to share that with everybody and give you a little insider on team flynn there but you know I want to shift to that's that's a podcast by the way that right there
1: and I'm sure everybody listening wants that as an episode talk about team Flynn talk about what you do to mm. work with your team and the way that you do it that'll be a great follow-up to this particular session yeah I can have him I can, have him I can
0: have them on actually yeah you need to do that oh I should I mean we do these things called sprints every two weeks we meet and we we, we, we do what's called a sprint and Matt sort of leads those discussions and he says okay let's talk about how the last sprint went what we did right what we did wrong what could we do better what what do we need to pick up from the last time and then also okay, what do we want to accomplish by the end of this sprint going into the next one and that's how I've been able to get all this stuff done I mean it's just amazing how um, you know this team has grown and how it's been so helpful for me and my brand and most importantly been able to help me help more people in the spi audience um, it's just it's just so cool. I'm able to do a lot more now that I have other people helping me out. But I wasn't able to do that in the beginning. I didn't have the money in the beginning. So I started off small. Right. And uh, just sort of grown from there.
1: Yeah. And I think I think the sprints come from the agile. Yes. uh, Way of running meetings and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's you're doing everything the right way now because, you know, you you. This is, this is the journey this is what I'm talking about. this is an entrepreneurial journey that we go on, and we unfortunately, a lot of the lessons we learn the hard way by burning out and, and you know spinning our wheels a little bit One, but once we get you know our groove going like you have now with Aspat and with the rest of the stuff that you're doing with your team, it's a beautiful feeling. Not only does it, it, it feel great, but it grows your business at a ridiculous rate, a way faster rate than you would have been able to do it if you were trying to handle everything
0: yourself Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Chris. I mean, we could end the episode right there. <laughs> but I, I do want to talk about your book a little bit. Um, you know, your book is called Virtual Freedom. And I'm so excited for this because this is a book that everybody needs to read. It's, it's, it's about a lot of the things we talked about today, but, but in, in more depth, more actionable items, more ways to help you and your business grow. Um, but I want to talk about the book writing process because I know you're going to be real honest and upfront with this. And, you know, I'm going to be writing a book very soon, a traditionally published book, which is what you chose to do. Um, you know, talk about how that, how that process went, like, when did the idea for this book come about and, you know, how long has it taken to get to this point? What were some of the struggles and, and, you know, talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, it was brutal to be honest with you. I mean, and I am going to be real. It was probably one of the hardest things I've done in my career was to write a book um, I was originally contacted about maybe two and a half or so years ago to do something. And I was in the middle of uh, really focusing in on on building Virtual Staff Finder, um, which is our VA uh, recruitment service company. And so I knocked it back. And quite frankly, the advance wasn't really worth a whole lot. Anyway, it just sort of it wasn't much of an offer at all. Um, but then Late 2012, I was contacted again by another publisher, and at that point, I decided to get myself a literary agent and to put a proper proposal together and ship it out there to a few publishers and see whether or not this was just sort of a one-off kind of publisher just wanting to sort of ride on the back of my online platform or whether there was genuine legs there as a potential book, uh, you know, project. Mm-hmm. And we put together the proposal and we sent it out to 16 publishers and we had four offers within the space of like two to three weeks. Um, And I couldn't believe that I got a 25% buy-in from actual publishing houses. Like that for me was a, uh, uh, yeah, it was huge. It, it, it It was the exact push that I needed to literally put pen to paper and start, Working on it pretty much immediately. Uh, And I remember speaking to you about it when I had signed uh, late 2012, I think just before Christmas 2012, and you were super stoked for me and everything. But I didn't know at the time because the excitement was there, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know at the time how grueling of a journey it was going to be for me. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be the same. For everyone who decides to sit down and write a book, because we're all in completely different situations. Remember that, right? So, you know, here I am. I have three different businesses. I have 270 odd employees. I speak regularly. I travel regularly, mostly because of the speaking. I'm a father of three kids, a husband to a beautiful wife. And I also blog and podcast. So, there's a lot on my plate. And then to sit down and say, okay, now I need to come up with 60,000 words for a book project by the middle of this year, it was pretty daunting. And I did actually need an extension. I needed an extension on my initial uh, deadline with the publishers because I just couldn't get it done in time. Plain simple. The thing was this. I love blogging. I love writing blog posts. I love sharing stories and my experience and my how-to knowledge for my audience. It's one of the, it's one of the most enjoyable things that I do as, a, as an entrepreneur but writing a book is not like writing a bunch of blog posts and then sticking them all together <laughs> i found mm-hmm. i found that out very 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 quickly indeed and um you know it was, it was a tough, grueling process. Now, as I, as I got to the end of the manuscript and I was you know, ready after that extension, I promised myself I wasn't going to ask for another extension. So I really battened down the hatches and just went at it for about a week to finish the book on time. It went, it went to the publisher with about 70,000 words, and we've eventually ended up cutting it down to about 62,000. So quite a bit was cut out. Um, and I'm pretty sure that one of the reasons why that was, it wasn't because the content wasn't good. I think I just, I just, because I was sort of in major writing mode and I didn't break a whole lot for that last week, Mm -hmm. I think I just rambled plain simple. It wasn't concise, concise
0: enough. Was it Um, mostly the the stuff that you wrote near the end that was cut out?
1: Yes, Mm. it was. Yes. Um, and you know, there was other things like we've got some great case studies. We've got, um, some What I call some freedom spotlights in there, which you're one of them. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that I included them and I actually over delivered on those as well, which we, you know, we ended up having to cut a number of case studies and spotlights out from the final manuscript because it just wasn't enough room. Uh, The good news is that we've saved them and we're going to be giving them away as bonuses for people who end up buying bundles and all that sort of stuff, right, for the book. So they haven't gone to waste, but it was an entirely different process to the one that I thought. Um, it was going to be. And it was very grueling and very tiring. But once I got to the end of it, there was a, just an overwhelm. There was a, a, a tsunami of accomplishment and, and pride that I felt. And and now, you know, uh, the moment it was done, it was done. Then the editing began. And that was a whole different process. Mm. Um, and, you know, you end up reading your book, you know, 30, 20, 30 times in certain sections. And then you end up not seeing the spelling errors or the grammatical errors because you're, you're no longer reading. You're now skimming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, God, i got to read this book again. <laughs> you know, I wrote the thing. Why am I reading it for like the ninth time this month? You know what I mean? It was just a nightmare. But, but it was a process that needed to be done. And mm-hmm. you do need to do it. You can't escape it. Particularly when you go the traditional publishing route, right? right. So um, I really, you know, I I, I had to get to the point where I just had to suck it up, quite frankly, and just close doors and lock myself away. And I actually ended, and this was a nice a nice sort of twist to the whole story, I ended the entire process in exactly the same location that I began it in. I, I when I when I wrote my proposal, so not even the first chapter or the introduction or anything the actual proposal of the book i wrote in the radisson blue hotel here in cebu city in the philippines in one particular room on their business class level and for my final edit i went back and i checked into the exact same room that's cool and finished the entire writing process for the book in that exact same room, at that exact same desk. So I hope they change the sheets prior, you know, (laughs) that whole time sort of thing. The towels and stuff like that. But no, I I ended the writing journey in exactly the same place that I started it. And um, it felt good. But then the book marketing planning started literally, I mean, you know, I, I popped a cork and then boom, here we go. We got to start the book marketing now, right? Like, uh, I mean, that's where we are. You spend yeah. all
0: this time writing a book, you're struggling with it, and then you 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 have to edit it, and then it's done. And you can't yeah. just expect you know it's going to sell at that point. You have to right, do a right. lot of work. And I know, I mean, we've been talking about this. You've been doing a lot, um, and you know, we've had people like Jeff Goins on to talk about book marketing and things like that. And I'd love I to
1: love
0: m- that episode. I love that. Yeah, that was the we call that the Back to the Future episode. Um, because I was actually, we recorded two sessions with Jeff, one before I did some stuff and one after, and we talked about that. That was pretty cool. But anyway, um, can you give us some insight on on some of the strategies that you're using? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a ton of authors here, and future authors here who are listening, and I think they would benefit a lot from, you know, especially um, because, you know, you're doing the traditional thing and, and, and people will be interested in, okay, well, how do we get this book that we finished that we're proud of, that we know will help people? How do we get that into people's hands. Right. What are you right. doing to, what, what what are you doing? Obviously, I mean, we'll be honest and front You're here on the show right now, um and we're talking about it. And that's one thing. And I know you've been on, you know, doing sort of a um a run on other people's podcasts as well. And, um mm-hmm. so so I know that, that that's one strategy, you know, scheduling um and trying to get other people who you have connections with and even people who you don't have connections with who have an audience in your target audience to sort of all at once you know talk about the book i know that's one strategy what else are you doing
1: yeah i mean that is you know we call that the podcast tour The tour, okay yeah. so yeah the tour so um it's around i guess probably by the time we're done by the end of april the book comes out april one uh, which is today um well based on, on our talking? schedule okay. we're recording based this in february schedule. Right. Actually, right, right. For yeah. those so, listening. so i'm not marty mcfly i thought i was in the future for a minute <laughs> and now i'm here i'm back in february yeah so no i mean the book comes out today in, according to this recording right so um going live that is so i i i i, did, I wanted to do something more than just podcasts because we probably could have left it literally at that and still sold a load of copies because if you get in front of influencers and and thought leaders such as yourself, and you talk about something, people will naturally buy. But I didn't want to leave it at that because I also believe that people will come to their own assumptions uh, and, and, and um, decisions based on their own opinions, right? We'll always believe our own opinions before the opinions of other people. But, you know, there's something to be said to, you know, being placed into the earbuds of tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people over a certain space of time. Mm-hmm. So the podcast was really the first thing that we worked on at the podcast tour in terms of making sure that we could get on all of the sh- all of the shows that I really wanted to get on. And, and you know, we haven't just blitzed it and said, let's just get on as many shows as possible. We've been very, very selective, because you also have to be extremely careful with your time around a launch like this as well. You don't want to burn out uh, and end up kind of just spinning your wheels right, so the podcast was 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 one side of things we 're also doing a certain amount of guest posting, which I very rarely do. I will very, very rarely write a guest post for another blog I just it 's not in my strategy to do it so we we 're on about five or six decent quality blogs as well in the next uh, few weeks or so. Uh, so we did that then there 's the um, you know the bundle strategy and the mini site strategy that we put together and i wanted to do <clears throat> excuse me I, I i wanted to do a mini site i didn't just want to have a landing page or two on my blog i wanted to create and you know it, i want virtual freedom to have its own identity on the internet so we 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 put together virtualfreedombook.com On there, we have, you know, there's a cool animated video trailer for the book. There is a a podcast. We're doing a limited podcast run um, for virtual freedom. Uh, You can find it in iTunes and everything. And then, you know, there's also additional content on there as well about VAs and working with VAs. And there's a press page and, you know, all this other sort of stuff as well. So we built that out and we put that up. Um, and then you know, there's other things like you know, we actually are going to be doing some kind of a book signing tour in some capacity when I'm in the United States. There's a lot of speaking coming up, but it was, it, you know, there's there's been a lot of different things that we've done. Oh, I should mention also the the Virtual Freedom Tribe, uh, which we kind of run on the back of Euro success with the Let Go. Uh, the Let Go Day kind of ambassador group that you put together. Mm -hmm. Um, That was such a cool idea. And I love the idea of having like a little bit of an inner circle, everybody kind of rooting for you at certain times and everything. And that was really cool. So we did that as well. But other than that, it's just a matter of just reaching out to people you know, being present. Um, we've done a lot of, you know, images that we're sharing on social media. And, you know, I've changed a cover image for my Google and my Facebook page and my Facebook account and all that sort of stuff. And it's just generally just getting the word out there and just kind of just branding the book and getting the word out as much as possible, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's that's definitely a lot of stuff. But I've seen it, and I've seen people mention the book. I've seen people tweet about it. and and And, you know, not just from you, but from other people out there who are you know, I should hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, we we are a month and a half before launch. Um, at the time of recording this, when this goes live, of course, it'll be out there. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to, um, to 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 see how high it goes. Because I, I know it can go high. I've read the book. And it's great. And so I think... You know, when, you know, obviously the product that you sell or the book that you create has to be good. Like if it's not good, it's never going to take off, you know? Yeah. That, that,
1: and that was the other reason why I didn't want to do it earlier because it wasn't that I didn't think I was experienced or qualified enough to write it. Um, it was honestly because I didn't think I was a good enough writer to write it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing what three years of blogging can do for you in that particular side of things. Um, and I, like, for me now, I, I love to write. I mean, I, I would honestly like to get it to the point where all I did as an entrepreneur was blog, write books, and speak. Those That, that trifecta of entrepreneurship is what I want to try and aspire to in the next five to 10 years, um, because I thoroughly enjoy the writing process. Now, I hated it for five and a half months <laughs> but, but now I but now I really enjoy it and, and that's exactly the sort of the you know the the angle that I want to go with now going forward hopefully if, if things will work out
0: yeah man I, I'm excited to see what's in store for you in the future Chris and you know I couldn't be more proud and I'm gonna be here to support you all the way so make sure Thank for you. those of you listening head on over to virtualfreedombook.com all the information you need you need is there to, to, to get Chris's book, and you know just you know this this is my buddy. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to support him if 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 you believe in what he's talking about, and you know it's been extremely helpful for me. I know people who I've shared Chris with, not just with this book, but f- through his own blog at chrisducker.com, and of course Virtual Staff Finder. Um, you know it's it's always you know you're 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 changing lives, Chris. Um, you know, in, in, in your spe- your own special way. And you are the sort of king of, of, of virtual assistants and helping people learn how to outsource and, and, you know, change their lives in that way. It's changed mine, for sure.
1: Well, uh, thanks. I appreciate all the kind words. You know, I mean, we're buddies and everything. Everybody knows that. But, you know, it's nice to... It's nice to hear that from, not just from a friend. And we, we, you know, we were talking about this before we hit record. You know, I'm a Pat fan too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I only literally, I love saying that that way because I know that it just so, hurts it, you every time I do it. It hurts
0: me every time you say it like, <laughs> like that, Chris. Okay,
1: like, I'll do it like Pat for a minute. I literally, <laughs> is that better? Okay.
0: Not no, much, but I, I, but...
1: Not much, I know. I, I, I literally <laughs> only, sub, I only subscribe to a handful of podcasts. SPI is obviously one of them and Ask Pat is another one. And it is probably out of all the ones that I do subscribe to probably the only one that I listen to verbatim with every episode that comes along. And it's not, you know, first and foremost is cuz you're fr- you're my very very best friend, right? But the other thing is that it's just so darn good. Like your content man is just so good. I'm a, I'm the biggest Pat fan. If people listening in, if you want to take me on <laughs> with that title, I, <laughs> I want you to take me on via Twitter at Chris Ducker. Tell me why you're a bigger Pat fan than me, because it's nice to be able to, you know, be friends and everything, but I'm a big fan of Pat. And to hear those words from you, bro, and just, you know, the way that you so eloquently put them together, it, it just, uh, it warms my heart up. So thanks very much for all the support. I want to say that publicly and uh, to the SBI crowd as well. You guys are awesome. Yeah, I mean they, they are
0: absolutely awesome and you know we're here to support you, Chris. So thank you all for listening. Chris, thank you so much for coming on and spending your time with us today. Um best of luck to you at the launch. I'm sure we're going to hear about it in other places as well. And um you know, I can't I can't wait to see how high it goes.
1: Yeah, you and me both, brother. Thanks again.
0: All right, bud. Peace. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Ducker. One of the best friends from chrisducker.com and also Brand new author of the book, Virtual Freedom, How to Work with Virtual Staff to Buy More Time, Become More Productive, and Build Your Dream Business. As always, the show notes for this episode can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session103. Chris, congrats to you. You are awesome, and and I'm just so inspired to write my own book now after reading this and and holding it in my hands. So cool. Now, you're even more awesome um, and because listen to this, everybody, Chris and I worked together. He wanted to give additional value to those who are listening to the SPI podcast, and I wanted to do that too. And I, of course, want to help Chris get to, uh, you know, sell as many books as possible. So he, here's the deal. Um, if you buy one book, if you buy one of Chris's book, and you can or you don't have to, but you can go through my affiliate link for that, which is smartpassiveincome.com slash VF. If you get at least one book, you get the following. You get the book, whether it's paperback or Kindle. You get three additional case studies that aren't in the book and then access to the reader-only section of the site. But beyond that, you get access to a free webinar that Chris and I are going to hold together where I'm going to be talking about how I run with my virtual team and how Chris has helped me. So that's if you buy one book. And all you have to do is if you buy one book via Amazon, again, whether or not you use my affiliate link, you all you have to do is forward that receipt that Amazon sends you to giveaway at smartpassiveincome.com. Dot com. That's giveaway at smartpassiveincome.com. You're going to get an immediate auto response from me with more information about how this is all going to work and the emails that you're going to get in the future for that webinar and all the, all the other things that Chris is giving away. Now, if you buy five books or more, five books or more, you can keep one and give the others to your friends or readers or subscribers. If you buy five books or more, you get uh, not only the case studies and the reader-only section, but you get... Uh, a virtual freedom companion handbook, exclusive video series, uh, a mini trading course to help you work with VAs, and also, this is the big one: you get fifty dollars off working with Virtual Staff Finder to help you find your VA. So you're essentially getting the books for free if you if you use the Virtual Staff Finder to hire your VA your general VA or uh, so that's a great deal and again you also get access to the webinar as well so whatever the case may be you buy one or buy five or more send that receipt to giveaway at smartpassiveincome.com I won't be able to respond there until I send you an email with registration information and all the links on how to get access to those uh, giveaways and stuff so chris thank you so much for that as always i try to get the people who are on here to give more value than what they can get other you know than you can get elsewhere because um you know i'm just so thankful for you for here uh, for being on the show now i had a lot of people ask me in preparation or anticipation of this episode you know pat is chris's book going to be on your sponsor's uh, platform audiobooks.com and of course audiobooks has been amazing I've been listening to Adam Braun's book who is in episode 102 his book The Promise of a Pencil and it's, it's great I love the platform it is really really easy to listen to books on the go I listen to podcasts but also books like Adam's book Chris's book isn't yet on there as of this date April 1st but he and his publishers are working on it so it'll eventually be there and I hope you can get the free trial for audiobooks.com, a 30-day free trial. If you go to audiobooks.com slash SPI, you get that, you get one free credit to download a book, whether it's Chris's book in the future or Adam's book from the last episode, whatever the case may be, any book really, and you get free access to listen to Let Go, my best-selling book, which isn't available in the audio format anywhere else except audiobooks.com. So again, that's audiobooks.com slash SPI, And that'll get you all those goodies. A lot of goodies to give away here. And again, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show and providing a ton of value and also giving away a little bit extra here for everybody listening. You have until April 4th, the end of Friday, April 4th, to send me those receipts. Again, send those receipts for one or more books to giveaway at smartpassiveincome.com. You have till the end of Friday, April 4th to qualify for the webinar and also those giveaways and those uh, everything I just mes- mentioned. So Chris, thank you. For those of you listening, you are amazing. Thank you so much for all the support and uh, I will see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income podcast. Thanks, take care and all the best. Thanks for listening to the Smart
1: Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.